Hello and welcome to H2 Orthopedics. My name is Mike Begg. I'm a certified physician assistant, a certified athletic trainer. I have a doctorate degree in medical science and over 30 years of experience in sports medicine, orthopedics, and medical education. My goal is to take your orthopedic diagnosis or injury and help you make sense of it. Welcome to H2 Orthopedics. Welcome to another episode of H2 Orthopedics, where we take your orthopedic injury or condition and try to water it down to make it crystal clear to you regarding what's going on. Hey, it's Mike here, your host. Uh, this is a, a topic today, AC separation or shoulder separation uh, that uh, we wanted to touch on. Um, a friend of mine has a kid who plays hockey in high school and uh, had an injury. This is a several years ago, actually. I got this call from him, but I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, it's it, um, it's starting to be hockey season around here, and uh, this is going to be a very common injury that we'll see in the clinic. And that happens pretty frequently, not only in hockey, but to any other activities where you may fall and land on the what we would call the apex of your shoulder, kind of the outside uh, top of your shoulder. Um, you know, almost landed on your head. So, uh, oftentimes they'll we'll have to work up your, your neck to make sure you didn't have a neck injury. Uh, but if you land directly on your shoulder, you can injure a joint up high on the outside of your shoulder called the AC or the acromioclavicular joint. Uh, we'll get into that uh, a little bit more in detail here in a second when we go to the anatomy section. But, uh, the history, my friend, he calls and he said, uh, you know, my son, senior in high school, uh, they're about halfway through their hockey season. Uh, playing a super physical, aggressive, competitive game against a high school rival team. And he got slammed into the boards, just just destroyed into the boards, uh, hurt his shoulder. And initially, the athletic trainer and even the doc on, on the bench or behind the bench there thought he had dislocated his shoulder. Now, there's a difference between an AC separation and a shoulder or glenohumeral joint separation. The ball and socket is the glenohumeral joint. The AC is just above or you know, superior, we would call it, or towards your head uh, direction of the glenohumeral joint. It's part of the shoulder girdle. We we turn that part of your body, the shoulder girdle, uh, but it's a different joint. It's a separate joint from the glenohumeral joint. So it's not a shoulder dislocation. It's an AC separation. And when I talk to patients, uh, we have to kind of separate that out and be very clear about what we what we're talking about um, because it's easy to get it confused. And it's probably, you know, one of the top three um misdiagnosed as far as you know, putting the wrong label uh, to the injury when patients walk through the door. They'll say, I dislocated my shoulder, or I was told I dislocated my shoulder, when sure enough, it's not a, a glenohumeral dislocation. It's a it's an AC separation. So the uh, the key point here is his, his son got slammed into the board. So there was kind of a, I always kind of picture an accordion. His body got squished side to side and something had to give. And as the collarbone gets pushed into um, you know, outwards towards the outside of the arm, uh, that AC joint uh, failed. Uh, the standard or the textbook answer, if you have to take a test and, and uh, you know it's multiple choice, click the answer that has something to do with I fell on the I fell on my shoulder. My arm was at my side. I didn't catch myself with my arm, but I I made contact with the top of my shoulder. You know, I pulled my head to the side so I didn't get uh, you know hit my head. Uh, and now I have this weird deformed shape to my shoulder and it hurts. Uh, and, um, there's that AC separation. That's pretty obvious when they're higher grades. When you look in the mirror, you can see that that bone's kind of sitting up higher than on the other side or than it used to before you got hurt. So, um, the mechanism's pretty, pretty consistent, you know, landed on the top of my shoulder, got slammed in the boards, you know, fell and landed on my, on my side. 
uh, and now I have this this weird deformity. Depending on the timing of of when you know where you are in this recovery, or when a patient reports to us, you may be able to move your arm, uh, but usually it's kind of down low, you know, elbow and hand below the shoulder level, rotating in and out. That doesn't su- impact that uh, AC joint uh, significantly. So oftentimes you're pretty functional down low, but it hurts to go up high or lift overhead or move the arm even overhead uh, early on for sure. So the AC joint. Uh, let's talk about that in the anatomy. So if we talk about the center of the body in the front, if you, you know, your rib, ribs attached to your sternum, your chest plate in the front. So um, if we go up high at the very top of that sternum, uh, you can feel there's a joint up there that's called the sternoclavicular joint. That's not what we're talking about here, uh, but uh, just for anatomy, the sternoclavicular joint is kind of midline on your body. If you take your fingers and go uh, along your collarbone, your clavicle towards the outside of your shoulder, you'll feel a second second joint out there, and that's the AC joint. When you've injured the ligaments that hold that those two bones uh, in line, I'll talk about the second bone here in a second, then you'll have an AC separation. So the, the C part of the AC is the clavicle. The A part is called the acromion. Now, the acromion is kind of a funny little bone. It's part of your shoulder blade. Um, it's part of the scapula. And um, if you reach all the way back over your shoulder and you kind of feel your shoulder blade, you, you might feel a ridge of bone uh, that's going kind of parallel to the floor on the shoulder blade itself up high towards the top part of it. Uh, that's called the spine, the spine of the scapula. Well, as the spine comes out towards the outside of your shoulder, it wraps around, kind of makes a little bit of a hook. And that, that little hook part is called the acromion. So the acromioclavicular joint, or where those two bones come together, is the AC joint, and that's the joint we're talking about. So out there where the where the two bones come together, picture kind of a capsule or a, a sac wrapping around all the way top, bottom, front, and back, uh, the joint itself. So this sac is made of ligaments, um, and those ligaments are what are injured when we separate the AC joint or have an AC injury. So those are the acromioclavicular ligaments. There are a couple other ligaments that come off of another bone, another little protrusion or little bone called the coracoid on the on the, the shoulder blade or the scapula. Now it's in the front. If you kind of drop down from that AC joint and go a little bit towards midline, uh, there's a little bone in there. It usually hurts when you push on it. Um, there's a little bone in there called the coracoid process, and there are two ligaments kind of in a V shape that come off the coracoid up to the clavicle called the coracoclavicular joints, so CC ligaments, and they give extra support to hold the clavicle uh, down or in line with the acromion. And depending on the severity of your AC injury, um, sometimes those ligaments are involved and sometimes they're not. And when they are, that kind of gives you a higher grade injury and we can see higher elevation of the clavicle or bigger disruption of that AC joint. So again, it's it's not all that complicated, but it's hard to describe here without a visual. So we have the clavicle comes over, meets up with the acromion to make the AC joint out at that joint itself. Picture a capsule or a bag of, of kind of going all the way around top, bottom, front and back of ligaments that are holding that ligament fairly stable. There's motion there, uh, but it's fairly stable. Um, early on in life, there's a little meniscus, a little cushion cartilage between those two bones. We typically lose that in our 30s, 40s, and 50s, and then uh, can develop some arthritic change there, but that's another story. But that's the AC joint. And then just a little bit towards the inside, towards going towards midline, are the CC ligaments, and they attach to the clavicle and then go down to the coracoid process. All right, so that's normal anatomy. So you can imagine, if you can kind of envision what we just talked about, if you would have fall or land on the just the outside but top part of your shoulder, so putting pressure on the uh, acromion really going down, 
if you're standing up and pushing down on it, you, you're kind of on your head when you fall. But uh, as you're pushing down, the clavicle stays up. And so the coracoid gets, gets crammed down, the clavicle goes up, but there's separation of that capsule, that's that AC joint capsule out there distally or towards the outside of your shoulder. And if there's enough force, you can also disrupt the CC ligaments. And then you kind of pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you stand up, things hurt. You think, yeah, I just dislocated my shoulder. You probably didn't, but you may have, but uh, you know, uh, that's a different story again. The AC is what we're talking about today. So uh, it hurts, man. You just think, man, I broke my clavicle, broke my collarbone. Um, you get home, you kind of get cleaned up, you look in the mirror, and now you have this big bump out there on the far side or the outside lateral end of the clavicle uh, that's not on the other side and it wasn't there before you crashed. That's probably an AC separation or a could be a clavicle fracture, so we had to put that on our list of suspicion, and that's why you follow up with a physician to get an x-ray, uh, but that's an AC separation story. So this the AC ligaments uh, can be stretched or torn, and the CC ligaments can be stretched or torn. The more injury to those two ligament groups, the higher the clavicle will ride or be displaced, and the higher the grade of injury that you'll get a, a diagnosis. That plays in a little bit to the treatment options, and we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, but think about normal anatomy. So the, the chest bone, the sternum, you go up, you have the end of the clavicle towards the midline. That's called the SC joint, sternoclavicular joint. We go across the clavicle. And you can kind of do a little assessment of your own. If you're pushing along your collarbone and about midway through you feel a deformity, you probably broke your clavicle versus AC separation. But if everything feels pretty good, you're going out towards the outside of your shoulder, pushing on that clavicle, you get to the AC joint or out towards the far end, you feel some some deformity or disruption of that, that body part. Uh, you look in the mirror, there's a big bump there. That's probably an AC separation. All right, at this point, what are you going to do? What should you see a doctor? Should you see your athletic trainer, physical therapist, primary care physician, nurse practitioner, PA? Do you need to go see somebody? The chances are yes, you probably should because the risk or the possibility of a fracture is definitely there with that much energy. Um, but we'll uh, we'll kind of play this out. So if, say, you go through this whole scenario, you have a little bit of pain but not a ton of deformity, you probably have a lower grade of injury we would call grade one. I'll go through the grades in a second. Um, if you have a little bit of a bump there and you give it a few days, things start to feel better. You might have a grade two or a, a little bit higher grade, a little bit higher injury. If there's big deformity, you should go see someone to make sure you don't have a fracture because uh, that factors in a little bit differently as far as treatment options. So let's just play this out as if you feel like you need to go see someone. So you go into the physician's office. They're going to ask you your, your history. So you're going to say, I was playing hockey like my friend's son, or I crashed on my mountain bike, or I fell playing soccer, or you name it. You landed on that apex or the top part of your shoulder. Now you have this symptom of deformity and pain. They'll evaluate you. They'll look at you. They'll palpate everything I just talked about, sternoclavicular joint, clavicle, acromioclavicular joint. They should evaluate your shoulder. They should evaluate your neck and make sure to tell them if you have neck pain, if you feel like you got knocked out or lost consciousness. Those are really important things to share. Uh, they'll work through that if they need to. And then they should get an x-ray. So x-rays are going to give us not only a clarity on the, on the status of the clavicle, did you fracture your clavicle or break your, your collarbone, but they'll also help us grade the AC injury and give us a little bit of insight as to far as what ligaments are injured. Is this likely just an isolated AC, a chromoclavicular ligament injury, or did you also get the CC ligaments, uh, coracoclavicular ligaments? Uh, X-ray helps us with that. 
Uh, and it goes back to the anatomy. So they'll get a couple of views of your, of your kind of front to back of your collarbone and how it matches up with your acromium. And the grading scale is called the Rockwood scale for Dr. Rockwood. And it's more, it's been morphed and modified and changed, but basically, and I'll, I'll just say basically, cause I'll explain in a second. Um, grade one is where you've stretched or injured the AC ligaments, but did not injure the CC ligaments. And there's minimal to no displacement. So that's an early low grade strain or stretch. And I'll just tell you, a lot of people don't even come see us for those. They just deal with it for a week or 10 days, two weeks, and things get better. Kind of like when you, when you have a, a ankle sprain and you just give it time and next thing you know, you're better. So grade one, grade two is where you've actually torn those AC ligaments and there can be slight elevation and probably is slight elevation of the clavicle in reference to the acromion. So there's a little bump there, but on x-ray, it's not 100% of the height of the clavicle above the acromion. That's a little confusing, but if you look at a picture or at an x-ray and you measure the distance top to bottom of the clavicle and then go over to the acromion, the bottom of the clavicle did not go above the top of the acromion. That's a grade three. Now, grade two and grade three, in my experience working in orthopedics and several different doctors and other providers, um, grade three is diagnosed when it truly is a grade two a large amount of the time. Let's just go there. Um, they kind of overgrade that on x-ray. Um, I look at it. I know the Rockwood's you know, classification because I've taught it. I've lived it. I've experienced it. Um, grade twos are less than 100% of elevation over the acromion as regarding the width of the clavicle. And then grade three are when it is at least hundred percent or more. Interestingly enough, grade four goes backwards where the clavicle actually gets pushed posteriorly or towards your back. It, it doesn't go higher. It actually goes back, which is an odd uh, presentation. So when you get x-rays, hopefully, and they should in a, in a really well uh, rounded and, and comprehensive exam, get a shot where they're looking kind of at the armpit where they can see is that clavicle in a normal alignment front to back. You can't tell that uh, just from a, you know, an x-ray that, that shoots in that direction front to back. You have to look in the other plane. So they take what's called an axillary view and they look at see where is that clavicle lined up. I'll just tell you that's missed a lot. Not that there are a ton of grade fours, but if you don't get the x-ray and look, you don't know if that's what's going on. And I've definitely have seen grade fours missed because they didn't get that final x-ray. So Usually three x-rays will, will help us, two front to back and one top to bottom will give us a clue. So grade fours are going backwards. Grades five, just think of grade three, but higher elevation, it's more deformity. And grade six is actually when it goes down, the clavicle goes down and can get stuck under or around that coracoid process in the front. Uh, pretty odd. I've never seen one. I've talked to several physicians. There are a handful who have seen them. I know what happens. I just haven't run across it, uh, which is good for patients because that's a significant injury. So most of the time, almost I'll say 60, 70% of the time when someone comes to see us, they have a grade two to three AC separation. Uh, grades four, I've seen a handful over the years. Grades five, I definitely have seen, uh, but they're less common and I've never seen a grade six, but they're out there. They've probably, they're, they're just saying in medicine, they've probably seen me, but I haven't seen them. I don't even know that's true for a grade six uh, AC injury because that's, they're pretty rare, pretty odd. 
So that's the grading scale. And that's what the doc will, will help you decide or the provider will help you decide uh, or diagnose you with. And then that plays into some of the treatment options that we'll talk about. So as per H2O uh, format, we've talked about normal anatomy. We've talked about injured anatomy. We've talked about a brief workup that you may go through uh, either in a doctor's office or emergency room or athletic training room, depending on your scenario. And now we have your diagnosis of an AC separation. Again, grades one through six, uh, grades one, they'll, they'll typically be treated with what I would term benign neglect, meaning I know it hurt my shoulder, but I'm going to ignore it and see if it gets better with time. And most of the time they will. They'll just go away. That ligament will heal on its own. You don't really have deformity. It doesn't really give you instability uh, of that joint. And overall, you'll you'll kind of get through that in a couple of weeks. So grade one's pretty simple. Grade two, usually you'll come and get a workup. And if we find a grade two, we're going to say, look, treat this conservatively. Let's see where we can take this. Rarely does a grade two need any surgical intervention. There are exceptions if it's a, if it's cosmetic. Some people don't like the bump on their shoulder. Uh, he worked with a surgeon who said, you want to trade a bump for a scar? Cause that's what we're going to have to do to get this to, to be right. Uh, some people will do that cause you can control the scar, I guess. Um, anyway, grade twos are you typically non-operative as well. Now we get to grade three. So higher elevation, you've torn the CC ligaments. That's how that that clavicle has the ability to ride higher like that. The CC ligaments are also injured. And those are where we start to consider surgical interventions. So I'll just say grades three and five to bring that clavicle down, grade four to bring it forward. And again, the oddball, grade six to bring it back up, but we won't talk too much about that because it doesn't happen very often. So grades three, four, and five are typically where we consider surgical intervention. Grades three and five, that clavicle is riding upward, meaning that the AC and CC ligaments have been injured, can be addressed surgically where you go in, oftentimes will be arthroscopic, could be done through an open incision or a, you know without the scope in the shoulder, uh, and reconstruct the CC ligaments. And often you'll, you'll do something over at the AC ligaments, but if you get the CC ligaments reestablished with typically a graft, sometimes some suture that has a special weave to it that we can put in there and pull that clavicle down, the ligaments themselves will kind of heal over at the AC joint. Uh, oftentimes, once the CC is established uh, and holding that ligament in place, um, you don't have to do anything else to the AC, but you can. You can there's docs that will put a graft over there as well. Um, the fixation is interesting. Oftentimes, we will drill a hole from the top to the bottom through the clavicle and then into that coracoid. So that little hook on the front of the shoulder blade we talked about where the CC ligaments attach, go through that and then pass a suture, a stitch, through that, those, those drill holes, and then put some type of a button or fixation device underneath the coracoid and on top of the clavicle, and then push or push that clavicle back down so it's lined up as it's supposed to be. So a grade zero, if you will, for as far as the Rockwood scale, and then tighten that suture down so it has, it, it pulls that clavicle and the coracoid together to give normal alignment. In addition to that, you can add a graft Oftentimes it's what we call an allograft, which means it comes from a cadaver source of very thin tendon tissue. You can figure eight, wrap that around the coracoid and up over the clavicle. There's tons of different techniques to do this, but basically you're trying to pull that clavicle back in alignment with the acromion. So the AC ligament has a chance to heal. And then the graft material is to reconstruct or give the CC ligament tissue a you know, a scaffold to heal on, if you will. So then we reduce or re we, we fix that uh, deformity or that malalignment at the AC joint. 
Again, it could be done arthroscopically. Usually there's a little small incision where the, the graft is placed if you use a graft. Um, but there's different ways to do this. But reconstructing is for grades three, five, four. We have to pull it forward. So we have to do a little bit different kind of reconstruction. And then again, the six is, is odd. Odd to, odd to present and it would be a surgical indication for sure. So who gets surgery, who doesn't? It's up to you and the surgeon to decide that. But some of the factors that come into play are your age. If you're younger and aggressive and have a grade five, uh, chances are you're going to have some issues biomechanically, cosmetically, likely some pain in that shoulder that would be improved by reconstructing those ligaments, getting things back to normal. Uh, young meaning, let's say, below the age of 35 or 40. If you're an athlete, overhead athlete, and the mechanics of your upper extremity are important, then a surgical intervention is probably something to think about or be indicated. If you're a heavy laborer, you do a lot of work, lifting, pushing, pulling, overhead activities, then reconstructing those ligaments to give you better biomechanics of the shoulder girdle in general may be in your best interest. So those are some indications or, or reasons to have surgery and reconstruct the CC ligaments for the, uh, for the separation at the AC joint. Uh, if you're older, let's say you're 50 or older, you're relatively sedentary. You don't care about the cosmetics. There's no neurologic complaints. Your skin's intact and looks fine over the edge of that clavicle as it pushes forwards. Let's say the grade fives, fives are typically surgical and just to throw that out there. But um, if everything looks good and you say, I can tolerate this, I'm okay with the way it is. There's no real reason to do surgery. Again, neurologic complications, the skin looks like it's going to break down, uh, your biomechanics are grossly altered, then those are all surgical indications. But the older you are, the less likely uh, you would be in that surgical candidate group. Now, with this, just like everything, there's some certain caveats or special caveats that may come into play. If you've injured those ligaments along with a fracture, uh, then we can we often will go in to, to help reduce or put that fracture back in the proper alignment and then maybe do a little bit of uh, CC ligament work at the time of the fracture care. And we can talk about that in another podcast, but there's ways you can do both at the same time. Um, if you've had other injuries that uh, you know, you're, you're going to the operating room for, uh, to address another injury, then oftentimes we'll consider this, let's go ahead and fix this or see if we can help out with the CC uh, ligament rupture or the AC ligament injury at that time. So, uh, those are always all kind of offshoots of the, of the standard we just talked about, but typically, uh, the higher the grade, the more likely the uh, surgical intervention will be offered to you or suggested to you. And then the higher demand that you have on that shoulder moving forward, a young, aggressive, athletic, laboring kind of patient um, likely would have the recommendation for surgery over an older, sedentary, maybe maybe have some medical issues that uh, aren't ideal for the operating room environment anyway. Uh, they may be encouraged to try the conservative measures. You can always come back and do this later. Uh, a chronic scenario is still a surgical option. It does change things a bit when you have an acute injury and you catch that and have surgery in the first, say, two to four weeks after the injury, you can take advantage of the body's natural healing abilities. It's kind of revved up and ready to heal. If you do surgery during that window of time, uh, there's a theory, at least you may benefit from that, from the healing response, but uh, you can always come back in a chronic scenario and get that CC ligament reconstruction uh, with the graft or uh, with just this, the suture bridging over and holding it down. 
As a side note, I've been involved with many of these, I don't know, hundreds probably over the years. Um, in the operating room, we almost always will get it down to a grade zero, maybe a grade 0.5, slight elevation. Um, over time, it tends to creep up a little bit. So we can go from a grade zero to maybe a grade two, uh, where you just have a little bump out there. It's tolerable. The mechanical function of the shoulder is improved, uh, but it doesn't always stay at that grade zero. Um, occasionally, because there's not a lot of skin on the top of your collarbone, there'll be some trouble healing the incision. So keep that in mind. And then occasionally we have to go in there and if the, if you get an infection or bad things happen, you have to take all this out and then we don't, we didn't really gain much, but those are the exceptions to the rule. It's a really pretty successful uh, surgery when done in, in skilled hands. So there we go. That's the AC separation, not a shoulder dislocation, but a totally separate joint at the acromioclavicular joints, injury to the AC ligaments, the CC ligaments, and then we have the grading scale with the Rockwood grades one through six, and the surgical versus non-operative options, depending on many factors. If you have any other questions regarding this, send uh, them to topics with an S at h2orthopedics, also with an S.com, and I'm happy to uh, answer your questions either directly or uh, maybe another podcast with you as, a, as the star. So in the meantime, until we talk again, stay active, stay healthy, and put a smile on someone else's face. Hey, it's Mike here. I hope this episode is helping you out and answering some questions. If I'm not hitting every topic right on for you, if there's something specific that you have about your injury uh, or you want to discuss unique findings on the exam or your history, your MRI, your x-rays, whatever it might be, head to our website at h2orthopedics.com and scroll to the bottom for an opportunity to sign up for a virtual visit where we can either have a Zoom call, we can do a telephone call, whatever it might be, and we can discuss the specifics of your injury in more detail and hopefully get the answer you're looking for. Again, that's h2orthopedics.com. Scroll to the bottom for the virtual visit, and I will talk to you next.